This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show today. We have a fantastic guest for you. And also, we have the 10,000 Push-Up Challenge coming up in February. We've been talking about it a little bit. And that sounds like a really big goal for a lot of people. And it is. But imagine doing one million push-ups. One million. That's exactly what our guest today, Kevin Cullum. They call him the push-up guy. His Instagram is one underscore million push-ups. And you can go there and follow him. He is doing one million push-ups. He started in 2015, and he is over 800,000 push-ups in. We're going to find out what makes this guy tick, what makes him continue to do what he's doing, and why. Why is he doing this? It's a very interesting conversation. I think you're going to love our guest, Kevin Cullum. Here we go. I'm Kevin Cullum, the push-up guy, and this is the Tom Rowland Podcast. Kevin, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Tom. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. This, is, uh, this is exciting. I'm really happy to have you here. Uh, love what you're doing. Going to do a million push-ups by what? Do you have an end date? God, that's that's the big question. No, I don't have an end date. I'm currently at uh, about eight hundred and six thousand, and if I if everything goes to plan and I continue on this current pace, it looks like it should be the end of twenty twenty four, maybe early twenty twenty five. But I feel like you know if I'm getting close, I'm going to want to try to do it before. 2025. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll that, see. I mean, there's well, no telling what the future holds. So that's we'll what see. happens. That's what happens to most people that um, do the 10,000 push-up challenge that we have. It's nowhere near a million, but as you get close, you know, it's like, man, I could just finish this tomorrow if I really oh. pushed it. And uh, I see you doing that. My by my math, if you started in 2015, you've done eight eight hundred and six thousand. You've done a hundred one hundred thousand seven hundred and fifty per year for eight years, which comes out to Eighty three hundred ninety five a month. Is that about right? Yeah, probably on average. Yeah, over the last few years, it's ratcheted up. You know, if you look at like my early years of doing this, it, the numbers are are much lower than what I am doing now, and I think that's for a bunch of reasons. That's just how life goes, right? So, yes, that's what's fun about this is looking at the averages. That's how it comes out. But God, there's no telling. You know, I've had a few big months here and there. All right. Suddenly, I realized to myself, like, my God, there's more <laughs> I can do. Well, we're going to get into that. One of the things that we do here in order to get to know you a little bit better and for the audience to be able to get to know you a little bit better is we put you on the hot seat. We have about 12 questions that we answer. They're either or or the quickest answer that you can you can uh, come up with. Silly questions, really. But well, are you ready to roll? I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. Okay. Would you have a reptile as a pet? <laughs> 
I did. Yes, I would. <laughs> One of your favorite bands. Ooh, um, favorite bands. I should be answering faster, shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilco. Okay. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Where were you born? Uh, outside of Chicago. One thing you're afraid of? Uh, throwing up. <laughs> office, friends, or parks and rec? Uh, office. Okay. One piece of technology you rely on heavily other than your phone? One piece of technology other than my phone. Jesus. I don't know. The microwave? Okay. I love it. That's the first time anybody's said the microwave. One supplement you take. Nothing. Food. Great. Coffee, tea, or energy drink? Energy drink. Mountains or beaches for vacation? Beaches. Cake or pie? Cake. A movie that makes you laugh? Oh, uh, a movie that makes me laugh. I'm not a big movie guy. Shoot. (laughs) Stumped you. Stumped me. First paying job? Caddying. Winter Olympics or Summer Olympics? Summer. Okay, and one that's a little more serious, three non-negotiables in your day. Uh, Three non-negotiables, a gallon of water, uh, a Diet Coke, and um, ideally some push-ups. I would think so. I would think so. All right. So for for you guys that are just just joining or um, don't know who Kevin is, Kevin is getting ready or doing in the process of doing 1 million push-ups and he is 800,000 plus in. So that's very impressive, man. I got I got so many questions. I love so much what you're doing and and your Instagram. It's it's very positive. What what do you uh why why did you start this? Yeah, well thank you. I mean, I'm flattered to even hear that stuff. It's it still is a little I'm just being truthful with you here it's still a little uncomfortable for me to even talk about it yeah it's one of those things that i would almost prefer to exist but like not have to talk about it with people like i'd rather have people be aware of it uh and find value in it but then like i can just do my own thing yeah and i mean a huge reason i've always wanted to help people you know i remember driving with my dad after college to out to washington dc where i had my first job and i remember talking to him you know about future the future and careers and all that and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I, I specifically remember saying, I just want to help people. And I don't say that like I'm this special soul. I don't mean it that way, but I just wanted to, it feels good to help people. And, um, but I never knew what that looked like. So as it relates to your question, how did this get started? You know, growing up, I was such a skinny, scrawny little guy and, um, I was intimidated to go to the gym. I I was scared to do it. I mean, it was an uncomfortable place for me, but I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to get bigger. That's, that seemed to make sense to me. And growing up, I would always see my dad do push-ups at home. So it, it got to the point when I was in college and I thought, well, shoot, I'm still concerned with going to the gym. I don't want to go there. It's not for me. Or, you know, I, I didn't feel like it was. So I started cranking out a ton of push-ups. Uh, I would do it in my own room, you know, close my door, do a good workout. Felt physically good. I'd look in the mirror and maybe I was lying to myself, but I thought I could see a little difference. And then over the years, that just became my workout of choice. It was nothing special, though. Some push-ups here and there. It would help me kind of feel good about myself. And then I remember hearing a guy at a conference in one of my first jobs say something along the lines of, you know, I track my workouts and I have for years. And I can look back and I track the data of my push-ups and sit-ups and running. And I thought, my God, why don't, why don't I do that? What a cool thing, at the very least, to look back on mm-hmm. 20, 30 years from now. If I ever have kids, I have two now. But that was my thought process then. And at the time that was probably 
2012, 2013, something like that. And then, um, you know, social media was getting bigger and bigger. A guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, I became a a fan of just because of his uh, mentality and all that. And one of the biggest things he used to talk about was a couple things. One, who cares what anybody thinks? And another one, it always stuck with me. He was like, you can build a career off anything. And in particular, he said, if you love the Smurfs, I remember this, if you love the Smurfs, you can start a Smurf account. And I think he was saying this a little in jest, but also being serious. He's like, you could start a Smurf account and build something off of that. And I remember thinking, my God, you know, I do push-ups. Why not start that with hopes of inspiring people with what I'm trying to do? And um, so that's where it began, you know? And I thought, I, I always believed that. I was like, to me, I'm like, this could be something. And I don't even know that I would call it something yet, but I still believe that it could be something. Yeah. And I'm just working to find out what that is. So obviously is this, have you made it into something financial or you do, what What do you do for a living? The goal is to make it into something financial. I yeah. haven't quite figured that out. And the, the entrepreneur, entrepreneur startup guy within me kind of cringes when I say that, because I'm the type where I'm like, dude, you can find any way to make money, but I'm still, I have still not found a, the right way that I would like to make money off of this. So this is not my full-time career. I would like for it to become that eventually. And, and I've got some ideas as to where I want this to go. Uh, part of me for years has thought, well, this is just part of the process. I'm still working through the steps to get this to where it will become my, I don't even really think of it as like my career. This is just who I am. And right. This is my life. I'm going to do this either way. So I, I'm, I firmly believe that eventually it will become, you know, my, my, financial path. Right. Uh, but as it relates to my, my current career, I work in logistics. I work at a, a tech startup. I have since, uh, since the company launched back in 2014. So I've been there nine years and, uh, we've raised a bunch of money. We got acquired and, um, still doing that. So all your coworkers since 2014, you started this in 2015. So they've watched you do push-ups throughout the day. I'm assuming, uh, no. this whole time. Yeah, some. You know, it still is a little strange when it comes out at work uh, because I, you know, it's that's what's so funny is, and you've seen some of the stuff I post, it, it probably looks very self-serving. I mean, I struggle to this day to post some of that stuff. You know, I'm posting things shirtless and all that, right. but, but there's a strategy behind it, or at least I think there is, which is the more attention that I can get, maybe that helps more and more people. So with, you know, my colleagues, uh, those that are aware of it, and I don't think all of them are, those that are aware of it have been super supportive and friendly. You know, I work in sales, so a huge part of my job, at least this is the, what, what I tell myself, is like, if you're making your sales, you know, I can I can make sales and do push-ups at the same time. Right. Yes. So that's what I do. You know, it's, it's uh, and I've, I've done it for years and years and years. Well, there have been, uh, been people that do this 10,000 push-up challenge that, that we do every February, and several of them just liked it so much that they just continued to do it. And they've done 10,000 pushups every month for, you know, three years now. And it's just a great way to stay in shape. It's, it's also a great way to maintain consistency, but like, I I like what you're talking about. Like so much of what you're, you're posting about is anyone can do anything given enough Mm -hmm. time and given enough effort. And I love Mm -hmm. how you put those qualifiers on the end because like anyone can do anything with enough time and with enough effort. But there's yeah. more to it than that. And I, w- I definitely want to talk about that. But one of the things that that we've been talking about recently is is getting ready for the new year and starting early for New Year's resolutions or goals or whatever you want to call them. 
a lot of people start in Feb in January and by mid February they fizzle out and they've they've moved on. When I look at what you've done, you've done eight, over eight hundred thousand push-ups and it it has been over quite a long time. And really, the commitment that you made when you started this is like a ten year commitment. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, um, like when it comes to consistency, like how have you been able to maintain the consistency because like we'll have Navy SEALs on here or, or athletes or people that UFC fighters, whatever people that are on the extreme end. And I'll ask them the same kind of questions of, of like, how do you do it in this, in the bat on the battlefield or whatever, because mm -hmm. then it makes it easy to apply that to a, a regular person, just applying it to their daily life. So when I see you on a 10 year commitment, you've, you've gone way more than halfway. You're, you're closing in on it. You have to have maintained a, a tremendous amount of consistency. I wonder if you could just kind of tell me about how you've been able to do that. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, the question. It's there's a lot to it. You know, I think about even to myself. I, I mean, as you can imagine, I think about this every single day, quite a bit. And I I, um, I have tried to pinpoint exactly why I continue doing this because one of my hopes actually not to bring this back up, but to get back to like the career thing, one of my hopes is to figure out a way to share this, whatever this is. And again, not like I've, I've figured something wild out, but I've stayed very committed to your point. And I wouldn't say I've stayed very committed in other areas. You know, I'm not great at that, but with the pushups I have. So to your question, I think there are a few things that have helped me do that. One of which is, is sharing it with people and making it known. You know, I remember I, early on when I started posting this stuff on Instagram, which is, um, it's been just over six years that I've been posting. So the first couple of years of doing pushups, I didn't really tell a soul. It, it actually wasn't even the same mission for the first two years. I didn't think that much. And then suddenly I realized, man, this could be something. But early on, I remember thinking to myself, if I just start posting about stuff, that in itself is going to hold me accountable yeah. because I don't want, you know, the first people that started following this were my friends. And that even was a little embarrassing to me, <laughs> truthfully. But I remember thinking, you know, it might be embarrassing now, but it's going to be even more embarrassing if I quit. Right. Because then my friends are going to be like, well, that was a weird little stage you went through. So, like, I hate to say it, but early on, part of it was, well, I just don't want to look like a doofus, you know, for or any more of a doofus than I probably do already. Mm -hmm. So that was something. And I actually share that with others. Um the fact that if you just share with people what you're up to, it could be one person that adds accountability to it. And that helped me a ton early on. Cause I was like, look, I'm making this known. I better, I better stick to it. I better, you know, see this thing through the end. That was one. I think another thing that has helped me is I track all of my progress on a daily basis and I have since 2015. So I've got a Google document that I use and I've sent this to a lot of people. So if any of your listeners are looking for something like this, I, you know, they can reach out to me. I'll email it completely for free. I'm not yeah, trying sure. to do tell, tell them. I'm sure that that would be great for the ten, upcoming 10,000 push-up challenge. Uh, yeah. Let's put, what, what's your email address? How can they get yeah, that? Yeah, they can email me at Kevin. So just K-E-V-I-N at A-C-D-anything.com. So A-C-D and then the word anything.com. They can email me and I've created, the, I've taken the Google Doc and I've turned it into just an Excel document that I can easily send out and it helps track things. But that's been huge for me because it's, uh, there are a couple of things there. One, it's kind of fun to look at, to look back at the years. Um, two, you could, I can literally see my momentum. 
Like I can see it from when it started. I can see myself doing them more often. I can see myself, the pushups growing. Um, so that has been huge for me. I think making it known to people and then actively tracking it yeah. has kept me going. And then the more and more that you do it, I mean, moment, momentum takes over. This is something I talk about a lot in my posts is like the hardest part is just starting. Once you start, that's, you've gotten that out of the way. Now, the more and more you do it, and I'm sure you see this, you've seen this in your career too. It's like the further you get going, it's like, well, why would I stop now? Like right. I've got all this momentum behind me. I know what to do. It's just a matter of continuing to do it. Right. The momentum is, is massive. That is so huge, and and just starting something, but all of the things that you said, like sharing, tracking, and then then building upon the momentum. I mean, honestly, that's the recipe to accomplish anything, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's just interesting to hear hear what what has kept you going. Have you ever thought about quitting? No, no. That's you know that's something else that I've thought about. This is like. I posted something just the other day, the, something to the effect of, and I've, I've shared this before, but something that like, you know, the only way I will not do a million pushups is if I die mm. or if I get severely injured or sick or I physically cannot do it. And I don't say that like challenging life, you know, I don't mean it that way, but I just mean like, I'm not going to stop. I mean, even if it takes me the next 10 years for some reason that I just fall off a cliff in the next 10 years, I'm going to do it because I just know myself. I know that I will get there eventually. So then it becomes kind of a game. It's like, all right, well, how fast can I do it? Uh, so to your question, have I ever thought about quitting? No, no. And I think the biggest part of that is, uh, you know, I said I'm going to do it. And now I'm a dad. I got two kids. Yes. So the last thing I want is for them to ever be like, well, why'd you stop? You know? Yeah. So no, I've never thought about it. What about the injury? Have you, uh, I mean, certainly you get sore, but um, have you had any injuries? Nothing, uh, nothing severe over the years. I I've had some elbow issues. I actually forget which elbow like overuse type things, tendonitis, probably. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And, um, you know, I've given myself a little bit of a break at those times, but not much. I mean, this, I, by the way, I also am not, I'm not a fitness. I don't consider myself a fitness guy. I don't consider myself to be knowledgeable with diet and all that. I, I don't know that. What I know is, that we are more capable of doing things than we thought possible. And like, yeah, I hurt sometimes. I don't feel good. I tired, but like, I don't know, you get started, you kind of work through those little aches and then suddenly you're fine. That's exactly it. You get started. I mean, even during the 10,000 pushup challenge every year, there'll be a couple of days, you know, in the first three or four days when you're first starting, you're obviously, uh, well, for me anyway, the volume Mm -hmm. of pushups that I'm doing on a daily basis is not what I'm doing in February. It's more. Sure. And you're sore and you're tired. And then you think, well, I'll just do a set of 25. Mm-hmm. And then it's easy to do another set of 25 and another set of 25 and another set of 25. And you think, okay, well, now I'm 100. I only need 385 or whatever today. Mm-hmm. And then the next set might be, you know, two sets of 50. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm almost, I'm almost there. But it's so important to get started and to, to, to work your way through that. But there's always, you know bumps and and bruises along the way but that's uh man 800,000 that's that's a lot of push-ups man uh, but the funny thing is, is so many people will when they hear about the 10,000 push-up challenge they'll say oh my shoulders could never handle that or or you're going to blow out your shoulder or something like that but honestly at the end of February my shoulders feel better than at any other time of the year 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I do all the CrossFit stuff and the pull-ups and everything else that goes with it. But when you're doing that many push-ups, I feel that's when I feel the best at, with my shoulders. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's, you're strengthening for sure, but you're using, I'm a big believer in use it or lose it. I'm 55. I don't know how old, how old are you? I'm 34. 34. So at 34, good, but you're still a little bit of use it or lose it at 34. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, you look great for 55, by the way. And Thanks. it's, I, I'm, I'm getting to that stage. I feel like just recently where, um, I'm starting to notice that stuff myself. And you start to see people my age where you're like, wow, you look different than that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't mean that in a judgmental way, but it's like, it's those dots are starting to connect and it's starting, I'm real, I'm starting to see it in, right. in life. And you're starting to see people get sick and you're starting to see life kind of take over. And um, it's actually fascinating. I was looking at pictures on Instagram today, you know, scrolling through, I've got a personal account too. And it's amazing how suddenly, uh, and I, how dumb am I to think this, but I saw a picture of somebody and I thought, God, they're getting old. <laughs> Where did they, like, I can't believe the time is passing for them. And yeah, then it go back to your high school reunion. Like, that's when oh it really, that's when it yes. really hits home. You're like, whoa. I bet. Yeah. And it's, it's dawning on me more and more that I am also in that bracket. You know, time's not stopping for me either. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think a good reminder that, uh, you know, when you're young, I think most people, I know I did. I can consciously say out loud that time will continue passing. I'll get older, but you don't, you don't know what that means. And I'm still probably, you know, just kind of understanding that. Uh, but I hear what you're saying completely. You, you use it or you lose it. You ever hear that story about, you know, it's a, it's a story, I guess it's probably made up, but two boats leave the Harbor at exactly the same time. They're going exactly the same speed, but they're one degree apart. And huh. so for a mile, they're right next to one another for two miles. Yeah. They're pretty much right next to one another. For three miles, they start to deviate. But then over 100 miles, they just go so far away. And mm-hmm. at 34, that's about the, that's about the time, uh, from my experience, that someone either decides that they're going to be on a healthy road or not pay attention to it all that much. Yeah. And then at 40, you can still reverse it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. At 50, it can be reversed, but it takes a lot more a lot more work to, to get back on this, this other path of, of being super healthy. But I think I've always just thought, well, just, just stay in shape the whole, all the time. And, and you're, you're, you're good, you know, just like, kind of like what you have got going on, but your, your thing is, is extreme. Do you do any other exercise besides push-ups, or is that enough? Um, I do, I do other, that's actually one of the biggest questions that are the most uh, frequent questions that I see is, do I do other stuff? I do other body weight work. So I'll do, you know, sit-ups, crunches. I've got an ab roller. I love that thing. I do have an adjustable set of dumbbells. So I'll mess around with those. I've got a pull-up bar. I'll do that. I like to go on runs. Uh, but again, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that knowledgeable really mm-hmm. with like, this is what you should do. So I see comments all the time that are like, you know, something along the lines of, well, this is what a dumb way to work out. You know, you're <laughs> like people recently have commented, which is always kind of funny to see they'll say like, I am about, they're talking about themselves. They'll be like, you know, I am making so much more progress than you. And I'm in the gym all the time. And, uh, you know, part of you wants to respond to something snarky, but <laughs> I often will go back and, and, um, and it's a sincere message, which is like, look, that's awesome. Good for you. That's not the point here. I'm not doing this to look great or to, to, 
get massively strong. I mean, of course, those are benefits, I think, that come with it, which is such a beautiful thing about fitness in general that I didn't really know or think about growing up. I'm sure it was taught to me, but it's like you do it and then you get all these great benefits. But the, the point of what I'm trying to do is just prove something to people. And I think it, you know, manifests itself through pushups, but like it's relatable to so many other things. What would you say that you're trying to prove to people? Uh, I think the main thing is with enough time, energy, and effort, you can accomplish anything, like literally anything, whether it's career-wise, health-wise, some fitness goal, doing a million push-ups, or trying to get some job or trying to, you know, be a multimillionaire financially, which I'm not, you know, it's like, I imagine if I focus on that wholeheartedly, I can make that happen. And um, that's what I'm trying to prove that we're all capable of a ton. It's just a question of, do you put in the time to do it, make it happen? Yeah. Well, I love that, you know, like the, the thing that you're talking about with the people that make the comments about, I'm making so much more progress in the gym. It's like, Man, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. That's what we're all about here. Consistency. Like that's yes. the message. My consistency's on push-ups. I hope you'll remain, you know, in eight years you can say you've been to the gym eight hundred thousand times or you did right. eight hundred thousand reps of whatever it is that you're doing, or all combined, right? right? Like right. but it seems like your message is is consistency because that is really I mean, I always say consistency's king. When it comes to anything mm. physical for for sure. But, but there's so many things, like what I love about the physical world is that the physical world is just a microcosm of the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. if, you, you know, whatever you, whatever you say about like pushups, like, oh, you're, you're beat up and, and tired, and, but if you just get started, if you mm-hmm. just get started and move forward, the next thing you know, you've done more than your share for that day. And then yeah. you wake up the next day and you don't feel that bad and you can, can continue on. You might have some bad days. But if you just get started and if you take that and you apply it to your sales, you're like, man, I don't know who to call. I don't I, I should have a whole list of people to call, but I'm just going to start calling. Yeah. If you just start calling, if you just start doing anything, it's easier to do the next thing and it's easier yes. to do the next thing. And one little success builds upon upon the other successes. And then if you remain consistent through that, that's like. That's what I love about the physical side. Like you can see that you're getting stronger. And if you're tracking it to your point here that you track this, like if you, if you, if you just go into the gym every now and then and you, you back squat and you go, well, it seems like I might have done more than I did last time, but I'm not, I, I can't remember. Mm. Well, you don't, you're not benefiting from that, uh, from that win. But if yeah. you're tracking, then you can see I, I went up two and a half pounds may not be a huge thing, but it's, two and a half pounds more than I did last time or five pounds or whatever. Mm. And then that little win sets you up for all these other wins. And, and I love that about the, the pushups because it's, I mean, it's just numbers, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it is such a simple thing, which is uh, another reason that it continues to make sense to me personally is that it's like pushups. Everybody can do a pushup, whether that's, the traditional one or on your knees or up against a wall, there's some form of a pushup that everybody can do. And that's all you have to do. As long as you can do it once, if you do it twice and suddenly, you know, like there's the, um, so there's this guy named Truett Haynes. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Cam Haynes is his dad. Yes, sir. Who's who's become a big name. And Truett, you probably know all about this. He just broke the world record for most pull-ups in 24 hours. He did it a month ago. And funny enough, two other people have since broken his, which is kind of a bummer, but it's also like, 
cool. That's how the world works. Yes. But I was listening to Cam's podcast with Truett just the other day. And Truett talked about that same theme exactly. Like I was, I was driving and I was hearing him and I was almost cheering, you know, because it's like, this is the point. Why isn't this spoken about more? And his point was, you know, so he did 8,100 pull-ups. And while he's doing these, he was thinking to himself, my God, I've got, I forget exactly, I've got 3,000 left. And that is daunting. But then I think as he said it, he's like, you know, you do one pull-up and suddenly you have one less to do. And then you keep doing that. And then suddenly an hour passes and you've got 400 less to do. And it's like, if you just keep going, whether it's push-ups or pull-ups or career work or being a parent or whatever, from my experience, and granted, I've been blessed, but in, in things that I have dealt with, as long as you just keep going, something good happens eventually. It might not be today, might not, might not be tomorrow. Or to your point, it's like, you don't have to know what the next step is. If you just do this step, the next step might reveal itself. Yes. You know, a door opens up or this conversation, and not to say something, but like, you never know. This conversation leads to whatever, sure. to whatever. And then suddenly you're where you wanted to be a year ago. Right. So like that type of stuff to me is just, it, it never ceases to like stop me in my tracks because it's so applicable to everything. Yeah, it sure is. If, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've learned a ton through this, this process, but if, if someone were to ask you like, you know, that seems like a really big goal. I have a big goal of starting a business or I have a big goal of, of, of quitting my job and doing this over here. What kind of advice would you give me, you know, like for a regular person? And I'm sure that you probably are asked this a lot because, you know, being able to set a goal of a million push-ups and then actually, I mean, you're, you're closing in. Like you've, you're going to do it. Like the, I think that everybody sees that. You're at 800. The final 200 is not going to be as difficult as the first 200 probably. Okay. So, you know, you're, you're, you're probably good. So I would imagine that you're inspiring a lot of questions from people, but I, I just wonder if a, if a regular person was asking you that, like, what have you learned about the goal setting process um, and how that would be applied to just a regular goal? Yeah. Well, I certainly have not come up with this, so I don't mean to like take credit at all, but I think what has worked for me is breaking it down. So you can take this big giant goal. You know, I, I went into this nine years ago, officially starting this, knowing that it would take a while. I mean, it's fun to now to, and this is exactly why I started posting on Instagram. It's fun now to go back and look at those earlier posts. Uh, because in some of the, the captions, I will say things like this, this will probably take me seven to 10 years to do it. And, you know, here I am nine years later and I still haven't done it, you know, so I'm still working at it. Um, but I, I knew that going in and I think I learned that, you know, that didn't come from everything's learned. Right. So I, I learned that in order to get anywhere, you got to break things down. So to your point about, you know, if a normal person, which I'm a very normal person came up and asked that type of question, I think you, first of all, you write down whatever you want, whether it's starting a business or getting fit. You know, I think, I feel like a lot of people, um, I think, I don't mean to speak for others, but I think like with fitness, I think a lot of people are like, well, I want to be a good runner. I want to be stronger. I want to get bigger. And that, you know, it doesn't just happen. It has to, it has to happen over time. And from my experience, the best way to get there is to write it down, to understand what you're aiming toward, you know, given this kind of gray, I want to get fit goal is like, well, what does that mean? That could be, you could go on a run for the next month every day and then suddenly you're fitter. Right. So have you reached your goal? I don't know. 
So I think getting super clear with what it is that you're aiming toward is important or that's helped me. And then breaking it down, you know, so I track, I mean, I obviously track every single day, but I look most often at how many I'm doing in a month to better understand how it, how I'm shaping up for that year. Or that's how I've done the last good handful of years. And that helps me because then I've got a regular challenge that I'm going after. Like I think personal challenges are, are essential to making progress, at least with this push-up stuff. But I imagine with other things, or I know with other things, just from my own experience. So that's a long answer to your question. But I, I think the short of it is getting specific with what it is that you're, you or anyone is trying to, to accomplish and then breaking it down. You know, what can I focus on today? Even if I, like personally, if I do, I say it all the time, at least in my, in my own head, if I do 10 push-ups today, that's still progress. I mean, I'm moving toward my goal. I, I wouldn't be fulfilled with that, but it's progress. And I think that gets past people in my experience. Like people would think, well, 10, that's nothing. But it's like, well, no, <laughs> wrong thought, dude. Flip right. that, you know, because it is progress. Well, like some people think, well, 10, why even bother? But yeah. if you did 10 every day for 365 days, that's three, what, 3,000, yeah. right? Yeah. 3,000 push-ups versus zero push-ups. Yeah. You think that 3,000 push-ups is not going to be beneficial to you rather yeah. than doing zero push-ups? So, like, everything matters. Yes. Everything is progress, and even the small progress. And and I think that a lot of people, you know, look at these big goals, and they get overwhelmed. And that's what I was going to ask you, too, is, like, in the beginning, how did you how do you avoid overwhelm when you're at, you know, 3,000 push-ups on your way to a million I mean that, and I and I would have, I'm probably going to say you've already you've already touched on that about breaking it down. It's not about being at three thousand. It's about getting the next three hundred done, you know, or whatever your daily your daily number was at the time. Yeah. But it still is really really big. When you have a hard day, you've done a lot of push-ups, and you look at the scorecard, and you're like, Dude, I have, I have nine hundred and seventy-five thousand left to do. Yeah, I mean, from my experience, and I, I imagine this can be true with everybody. That momentum piece is very real. Momentum is such a real thing, and I, like that statement in itself might in itself might sound kind of naive or something, but it is just the truth. So like in those earlier days, like I remember I, I um, used to speak at a bunch of high schools because that was, I thought maybe this is a kind of a career. Sorry, I've got a dog in the background, but I thought maybe this is a path for a career. Sure. And I still think of that. I, I still would love to do more speaking engagements, but so I thought maybe I can speak to high schoolers and try to inspire them not to do push-ups, but the same type of stuff that we're talking about. And I remember talking in one classroom at the time, I've got a video of it somewhere, and I said, I've done 230,000 push-ups. So this is years ago now. And I remember, I, I remember seeing a student in that class, her eyes like popped as though it was like a, whoa, that's a big thing. And I remember at the time not thinking that much of it. Of course, I, I mean, I said it for an effect. So of course I thought it was something cool, but like where I was, and I even feel that right now, I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, I've done these for a while, so it doesn't feel as, as a, uh, special as it might to others. Uh, and what I'm getting at though, is like, there's a momentum piece that comes in. So like the more and more you do it, the more regular it becomes. If you're at 5,000 pushups, and again, I'm just using pushups here. 
if you're at 5,000 pushups and you get to 6,000, well, it's like, wow, I've never done 6,000 pushups. Or you get to 10 and then it's like, wow, that's cool. What, if, what, what am I going to feel like at 20? And then that just kind of keeps going. So now I'm at a stage where I just crossed over 800,000 uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was a huge milestone. Just like every other 100,000 is a big milestone or every other 50,000 or every big month that I have. So like there are all these little milestones that can be hit. And I think that's applicable to everything in life, whether it's, I mean, you can name a topic, you can break things down and look for milestones throughout. And that has helped me because that adds excitement. I mean, it's when I hit 500,000 pushups, I thought, oh my God, yeah. this is cool. That was one of the first times it felt like, wow, this is cool. You know, I've done this, this many, but then quickly, you know, it's funny not to, not to put a, uh, not to put a damper on that, but like, <laughs> then you start, you get to 501,000 you're like, wow, okay. I'm kind of back to square one. I got a lot more to do. Halfway. Halfway. Right. Right. But then the cycle starts over again. Like in my experience, it's all just cyclical. You get going, the momentum takes over. Then you get up to the top and it kind of rolls again. And there are moments where you ebb and flow and it doesn't feel great. But then you just, if you push yourself, you break through that. And yeah. then another milestone comes up. And I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. I kind of, I got off your question, but it, it all, it, it, it all is the same theme. Yeah. Keep well, going. I think what what else is interesting about what what you're doing, and I think when when I look at your social media, I I just I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what what makes him tick? What what else is he doing? Does he have a job? Like, you know. So we've established what your job is, but like, what does make you tick on a regular basis? Do you have any other hobbies? Do you like to do anything else, especially fishing? You ever go fishing? God, dude, no. Um, yes. <laughs> You know, growing up, so I live outside of Chicago now. It's, you know, it's whatever the date is, November 20th. So it's getting chilly. Yeah. And so I've done a little bit of fishing in the summers. I went on a bachelor party now, probably nine or 10 years ago, even longer. We went down to Florida. I forget where. And we were on these little boats and the water was only this deep. Yeah. It was amazing launching these things out. We caught so many fish. And I say this, you know, as a complete clueless bum but somebody who admires what you guys do and i see the fact that you know i'm clueless like i remember this guy that this guy that we had being like amazed at how skilled he was at every bit of it how he knew he could name whatever fish it was when it's swimming by yeah he knew how to handle all of them he was tossing where we want we were just hanging out drinking beers you know doing our thing um so anyway, fishing. No, I need to do a lot more. <laughs> you need to do more. But what what else do you do in your life? Like you're a dad. You got two kids. Dad. Yep, I've got two kids. Uh, I've got a little boy who's five and a little girl who will be three. You know, I'm nice. married. So that makes up that takes up a lot of our of our time in our life. My wife is a uh, a stud and and she's the best and has been supportive of this stuff since the very beginning. Uh, so this is largely what I like to do. You know, we, we're making more friends in this nice community we've got, um, mostly made up of you know parents of our kids, which is fun. We do all that, but you know, we're in the we're in the grind of little kids oh, these yeah. days. So I got three I'm working, of them. I'm doing little kids and I'm doing pushups. Mine are grown, but um, about the same age. Uh, we have I got a 25 and a 23 and a 20. So, oh, uh, but but kind of similar. Like yeah. my wife and I had two fairly close together. And then we decided, okay, let's let's take a break for a little bit. And then we had yes. my daughter, you know. Um, but uh, I wonder if your wife—you you said she was um, 
super supportive of this always. Do you think yeah. she realized she was signing up for a 10-year commitment here with this push-up deal? You know, when we met, we worked, we used to work together. That's when, that's where we met at work. And at the time I was trying to, or was starting a, a business on the side. Um, I don't know if you remember those silly bands. They were like yeah, rubber yeah. bands that would form the shapes of animals. Yeah. I've got a, a sister way younger than I, so she was big into these at the time. And um, that's when like this, the whole entrepreneurial thing started ticking in my head right after college was, I thought, my God, I could do something like that. So anyway, I, I was creating these little rubber band, these little rubber links that connect and form a bracelet. And I was 22 and, and she met me, we met each other right when I was working on that. So she knew early on that I was a little quirkier, I think, than the standard, you know, run of the mill guy. And um, I think she's always kind of known that I'm super, uh, she always says like, I'm a zero to 60 type of guy. Like I can't just like, I'm not very good at moderation. So I've had to work at that and I will always, I think, need to work at that, but that's who I am. So to your question, did she know? Probably, you know, I mean, looking back, talking about these old Instagram posts, it's fun and it's, I admire her for it. Looking back at, you can go back at all of them and you'll see like one comment and 11 likes and the 11 likes are like my mom, my brother, my sister, my dad, my wife. And the only comment is my wife. And she, she did it for every single one of them. So she's always been there. I think she's, there were probably early days when she thought, Jesus, what's this guy doing? You know, what are other people going to think about this? But she's never said it. I mean, she has always, always maintained that I am who I am and she's going to support me and believe in me. And that's you know. awesome. And that takes a lot of, um, uh, communication, I think between the two of you, like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm at, uh, you're just now getting into the kids athletics probably, but, yeah. but, and maybe you'll be finished with a, with a, million pushups beforehand, or maybe you'll decide to do 10 million pushups. I don't know, but there are situations where my wife has been a little embarrassed that maybe the 10,000 pushup challenge is going on and we're in the airport going somewhere and I'm like oh, knocking out a hundred over there in the corner. It's like, listen, I got to get them done. Like I made a commitment love here it. and got to get it. You got to get it done. But yeah. everybody that, that listens to this and does the 10,000 pushup challenge knows like you got your and it gets broken down too, just like you, just like you said, like like we broke we broke it down right away for you. Um, over eight years, it's about eighty three hundred ninety five a day. So that's what yeah. probably two hundred fifty fifty a day or or three hundred a day. I don't know what that is, but I know that for ten thousand on twenty eight days, it's like three hundred and forty eight or something. Mm. So you got three hundred forty eight push ups that you have to do, yeah, today every day. Yeah. And if you yeah. get ahead, awesome. You can take a day off if you want to, but I've always thought every single year I've thought I'm just going to get ahead. I'll take a couple of days off. I'll get ahead and I'll take yeah. a couple of days off, but it never works that way. It's always the yeah. momentum. And it's like, no, if I just do more than I did yesterday, I'm going to be finished with this really soon. But there's this finish yeah. line out there. You don't have the finish line like, or you do, but it's way out there, right? Like, mm. you know, doing 10,000 this month instead of 8,300, I mean, are you really going to notice the difference? I mean, you will at the at the end, but like, yeah. how, how do you how do you judge that? Like, do you just do them based on on how you feel, or or do you try to yeah. beat last month, or like, what do you do? It all depends. I mean, it depends on on the month. It depends on what is going on. You know, I try to hover around ten thousand pushups a month at least. I mean, I it's changed over the years. Of course, it's grown. This year, I've probably averaged eleven or twelve thousand per month. But, um, you know, as it relates to it from a day-to-day -day standpoint, I just do what I can. And, you know, I've gotten used to the, to doing a lot. 
So you, you can look at the averages and the averages are like, you know, 230 a day for the last nine years or something. Mm -hmm. But obviously that has increased over the years because I've just done more. And, you know, it's funny. That's another thing I, I have learned so much from this push-up thing that is relatable to other things in life too is you can look at a big goal and think, God, that's a big goal. I'm not sure how I'm going to get there. But suddenly you start chipping away and your mind like reframes itself. So I remember the first time I ever did a thousand push-ups in a day. Before doing that, I thought to myself, God, I can't do a thousand in a day. Who would do that? Hmm. And I don't remember when this was, years ago. But then I remember doing it and thinking for like a split second, I was like, all right, we did it. But then like a minute later, I was like, oh, well, I don't feel that much physically different. Right. Like it's, Like what I'm getting at is I think, it's so easy to put limits on ourselves or the world puts limits on us. But the second you break through a limit, you're like, oh my God, well, what's the next limit? What more can I do? So I'll, I'll mix it up from time to time. This past June, I did my most ever in a month, which was like 21,000 or something like that. And that was a, a, like at the beginning of the month, I thought I'm going to try to do this. So it was a concerted effort to get there. Um, so it really just depends, you know, it depends on what's going on. It depends on how I'm feeling. It depends on where I'm at, uh, so what is that on your hat? What does it say on your hat? That says ACDA. Oh, yeah, so oh I see. It's upside down and yeah, it's like a slip. reflection. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's the first like time I've seen it like that. So I saw your other mm -hmm. thing, ACDA. So anyone can do anything. That's your, that's, do anything. that's your motto. That's my motto. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I remember years ago, I, um, eventually, by the way, I'd love to like create a big brand. I mean, that's actually what I'm, exactly what I'm working on right now. But, um, Years ago, I, I love hats, so I had created some hats, and I remember I was in a, in a Starbucks, and some woman said, what's your hat? And I said, you know, it's, I actually said, it's my friend's company, because I was kind of embarrassed about this. All. <laughs> but I said, it's my friend's company. It stands for anyone can do anything. And she said something like, um, that's a cool message, but like within reason. Like her point was like, yeah, anyone, like kind of anyone can do anything. And I understand what she was saying, but... At the time, I remember being, remember being like, you know, having steam come up, come out of my ears because I was like, this is the problem. You know, this is the problem with the world is there's this limit. There's this belief that like, yeah, like within limits, we can do anything. And, um, you know, so that's just my whole thing. It's been my rallying cry and I still believe in it. Where do you think that comes from for most people? Like these these limiting beliefs. Do you think that's like a societal thing or a parent thing or, or they learn that in school or... Like, where do you think most people's limiting beliefs come from? God, it's a good question. And I don't have the right answer. I can speak from, from my perspective. I think, um, I mentioned earlier, I've been blessed. I mean, I have incredible parents. I, I, they luckily are still around. I've got three siblings and they're all great. So I was put, I grew up in a great town. I was put in a position to like, to thrive, you know? And I realized that not the whole world is not set up that way. So to your question, you know, I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I, what I do firmly believe in is that our school system, and I don't know enough about it. So I'm not trying to sound like a big, you know, guy who's trying to change education, but I don't like, I don't remember that being talked about in school growing up. Mm -hmm. So I was fed this belief that like, I am capable by my parents and by through my upbringing. And I don't think that's elsewhere. So that could be a, parental thing that could be an education thing. It's probably a combination of all of those, you know, mix in the media and all that. You're not really fed positive messages. Uh, at least in my experience, the world is not fed these positive uplifting messages as often as I would like the world to be, which is yeah. why I started posting this stuff. Um, 
So, you know, a lot of the things that I post, I, I assume people might look at it and roll their eyes or think, you know, like whatever about it, but I don't know. I believe in it and I think people could value from it. And I yeah, wish but it was you're, spoken about you're more. doing it though. That's the difference. It's like one guy can be on there saying anyone can do anything. Mm. Look at my fancy car. You don't know where he got that car. You're yeah. saying anyone can do anything. Here's a really big goal that seemed impossible at one time to me, but I'm 800,000 on my way to a million. Yeah. By yeah. by consistency and discipline and and really effort. Yeah. Over time you'll get there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But even the most positive people that I know and even even people that have kind of broke through these limiting beliefs in certain areas of their lives, it's so easy to still have limiting beliefs and beliefs in other areas of your life until you mm -hmm. continue to remind yourself, oh, well, that once seemed impossible. Yeah. I did that. And then this seems impossible. All I have to do is the same thing I did over here, right? Yeah. Like, whether that's, and I, and I like it that sometimes it's the gym. It's like, well, I never thought I could do, you know, 50 pull-ups, mm -hmm. but there was a day when I couldn't do a single pull-up. But a yeah. little bit, and, and then you could actually get to that goal that seems totally impossible. But then yeah. there's still, you know, somebody that can do 50 pull-ups, they might say, well, I don't know if I could ever do 100. Well, there it is yeah. again. It's like it's, it's, it's a ha habitual thing of putting these, yeah. these glass ceilings on, on top of you. Like, but your message is, well, you could if you wanted to bad enough and you spent enough time and effort trying to do it and getting some mm -hmm. the, the coaching or whatever else you need, totally possible. Yes. But most people yeah. don't want to do it that bad. Totally. Totally. And I, I, um, yeah, I often like to say that anyone can do anything, but not everybody will do something. So be somebody who does something. And I mean, I think it's applicable to, to like everything. I remember a friend of mine, um, this is years ago now, but it stuck out with me. I, I think about it from time to time. He said something like, well, yeah, but like, what if I, you know, I want to live a certain lifestyle. Like I want to live a certain way. Well, what about that then? And my response, and this was, this was learned, you know, from the guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and David Goggins and Jocko Willink and all those guys who I'm huge fans of. It, it was taught to me, you know, indirectly that like, that is all possible, but you need to look at it, uh, you know, from 50,000 feet, you need to look at it and think, okay, well, yeah, I want that lifestyle. Well, what does that lifestyle mean? I want to live in a big house. Okay. Well, do you want to live in a big house in Manhattan? Because if you want that, you need to make, I don't know, I don't know the numbers, millions of dollars a year, call it. Okay, well, if you want to make millions of dollars a year, what are you going to do to make millions of dollars a year? You know, and that can go in any direction. So what stuck to me at this time from this friend of mine was like, he, to know, you know, not to discredit his thoughts, but like he wasn't looking at it from a big picture. He was thinking, well, I want to live in a nice house and have a perfect family. And it's like, all right, well, what are you going to do to do that? You know, like I used to think growing up that things would just kind of fall in my lap yeah. and I wasn't like pampered. You know, my family, my parents, again, I, I feel like I need to shout from the rooftop now that I'm a parent that my parents did everything right. So they taught us the right things, but like, I still just sort of thought, you know, this privileged white kid from the suburbs of Chicago, that things would just go well, that I would get a good job that like that, that's really when it hit me was in college. And I saw all my friends getting jobs. And, you know, I was kind of puttering around having a ball in college. And I moved home after college and caddied again when my friends were moving to get their new jobs. That's really when it really hit me, you know, despite how often my parents were telling me to do something different. It really hit me that 
the only way I'm going to get to where I want to be in life is if I do it. Like, unfortunately, my parents can give me everything in life, but now it's up to me to turn on the jets and figure this out. So that's always stuck with me too. It's just like, you know, my God, why isn't that spoken about more? Or maybe it is. And I just missed it. Well, I don't think it is. I don't think, I think that's a lesson that you have to learn. I once won this, Mm -hmm. this fishing tournament that was supposed to be this really, really big deal. And I thought, man, I think I've made my career. And it was on ESPN and ABC Sports, and 17 million people saw it. And I got home, and I sat there and waited for the phone to ring. And I'm like, man, sponsors are going to be calling now. Guess how many times the phone rang? Zero. None. None. So I thought, huh, okay, what am I going to need to do? I'll probably need to write a press release. I'll probably need to, you know, maybe I need to call some people. And it wasn't until I started taking action that anything at all happened. So you could, I mean, I would think that it's probably the same. I mean, there's some things that are probably set up. Like if you win the Masters Golf Tournament, that probably comes with straight up spot. You probably don't have to do anything on something that big, but most of us aren't going to, to benefit from something that big. It could be that you, you're the top salesman at work. And what do you get for that? Nothing, unless you make something of it. Did you write it down? Did you put it on your resume? Did you, did you let somebody, another prospective job know that you just had this, this big month and you, you made all these sales? Like if you don't do that for yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. Right. And, and I think that that's, that's a real important lesson. And so it's like, it's not like people are holding you down or anything. It's more like that's a lesson you have to learn. Like you're fortunate enough to have this big thing happen, but then you, you sit around and wait for the results and there aren't any, Yeah, like there aren't any unless you make it happen. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. There's a, um, there's this super successful businessman that I met, you know, through work a couple of years ago and he was a little older. He's since retired. He's still alive, but he's since retired. And, and I remember, uh, I think it was like a speaking engagement or something. I remember hearing him say he worked in, in um, finance and I remember him hearing him say about him and his team, his company, that we are students of the market. And that, I remember writing it down. I remember thinking like, I need to think about this more because there's something there that this wildly successful man is calling himself a student, calling himself somebody who actively is a learner. And that hit me because it's like, wow, I, I thought that these successful people, whatever success means, that these people just figured it out. When in reality, I am learning and I've, I've not mastered this. I'm continuing to learn regularly and learn it from you. I mean, you saying that you won that big thing and then you're waiting for the call and you don't get it. Right. What a lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're only at the top, like relatively, you know? And then if you want to keep growing again, whatever that growth looks like, it comes down to you. It comes down to how much of a student you're willing to be, how much work you're willing to do. And I, I don't say this like I know, cause I don't yet. I mean, pushups, I've stuck with it, but like, Elsewhere in life, you know, I'm not necessarily where I thought I would be as a 22 year old and now as a 34 year old. And I am learning more and more that that is potentially, I mean, you know better than I, just because you're older than me, it's probably a theme of life. Like you're probably always chasing something, I, I would guess, or at least maybe my mindset will be. Like you're, you're, there's always something else to go after and try to accomplish or try to learn. 
So anyway, that that has always stuck with me. We're students of the market. Yeah, you know, this guy was almost seven. Students of the market, and student of the market also, like you're you're saying, there's always something else, right? Like there is, for the most part. But a lot of people like set their sights on something like, like maybe it's for you, the million push-ups. Like when I get to a million push-ups and I have a million followers, everything's gonna be great, right? Mm. Well, maybe. But probably not if that's probably what you not. set your sight on, where right. is like it, it's it's even more um, fulfilling and more uh, well, more fulfilling is a great, great way to think about it. It's more fulfilling to be focused on the journey to get to a million pushups rather than the the actual location of a million pushups, because totally. if you think that you get to a million pushups and all this stuff's going to happen. It's only going to happen if you make it happen. But right. it, uh, so many people get like, I want to make a million dollars or I want to get this promotion at work and then everything's going to be fine. And then they get it and they're like, man, I thought this was going to be better. Or you hear athletes yeah. like I, they win the Super Bowl and then they thought, well, huh, I worked my now whole what? life for this. Now what? Like I thought it was going to yeah. be better when when they're actually if they had focused on the entire journey and all the things they learned during this whole journey. That's way more fulfilling. And then it's like, okay, well, over, you know, that other peak is next. And I'm looking forward to the whole journey of climbing that mountain. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and then you can set another goal of whatever that is. But whether you make it or not, you still, you know, have this whole journey, this daily journey of, of accomplishing whatever. And then yeah. I don't know, there's a why behind the whole thing. And I wonder, that was one of the things. I did this uh, thing you might have heard of before, but it's called Seal Fit Kokoro, and you go to uh, you go to California and you hang out with Navy SEALs for a week, and they put you through a what's a snapshot of Hell Week, right? Mm. for For the Navy SEALs, it's not Hell Week; it's just a snapshot, like a forty eight hour version. Yeah, yeah, a forty eight hour deal, and it was first set up for people that are thinking about going to Buds to give them an, uh, like, are you sure you really want to go? And then people mm. like me thought, well, I might like to try that, and so now it's mm. kind of a combination of both. We had people that were thinking about going to to Buds, and then then people that were never going to, like myself. But what we learned in that deal was so important and what they just kept always harping on was you can do anything as long as you have a strong enough why right and so it goes back to kind of what is it about this push-up thing for you and and helping people is one thing but like there's got to be more and I know you have two two children and mm -hmm. I'm sure that 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 plays into this somewhere but like your why your why must be really strong for yeah. for this to continue to do it for 10 years. Yeah. First of all, such a huge fan of Navy SEALs. So your Navy SEAL talk, I'm sitting here like, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> you I, should go. <laughs> oh my God, I, I I should. I should attempt to do one of those things. And there's a special, it's an old one. It's like a Discovery Channel special. Uh, I think it was class 234 oh, sure. or something like that. Yeah, I've course. watched like a thousand times. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yes. Anyway, mad respect to, to all those guys. But um, yeah, you know, the, the why behind this, it's, um, it's fairly extensive, really. You know, early on, you said one of the questions was like a fear and uh, like, what's one of your biggest fears in life or whatever, whatever your fear yeah. question was. And I said, throwing up. And um, when I was a kid, I had like a debilitating fear of throwing up and I'm 34 now. I still sort of deal with it. I've got kids that puke all the time, you know, this is how it goes. 
And so I've, I've had to work through that, but and it, it can sound kind of strange or it sounds probably very strange for years and years and years and years of my life. I didn't want anyone in the world to know about that. It was such a, an insecurity in my head. My family knew, but that was it. And um, so here I am as a you know grown man now and overcoming those demons from when I was a little kid, those insecurities, those fears, those just being feeling like I was a victim of life. Overcoming that is a huge why for me. Because this is like the only way I talk about all the time. The only way I will do a million pushups is if I do a million pushups or if I do one pushup a million times. So like this is in my control, just like everything else is in life. You know, I try to connect it to others. Like the same is true in your life and everybody else. The only way that any of us will get to where we want to be is by doing it ourselves. So, so much of this is, is me like doing it for my little self when I was a little kid, which can sound kind of funny, but you know, like I, I, um, I think if I were little looking at myself now, I'd be so pumped. And that keeps me going in, in, in one area. The other, yeah, it's my kids. You know, I want my kids to, whether I live to be a hundred or I die tonight, I want my kids to have something to look back on and think, God, dude, you know, my dad is whatever, insert word. Maybe they'll think it's weird until they're 34 and then they <laughs> get the picture. I thought about that too. You know, they, there's a good chance they'll get made fun of for this and I'm sorry to them, future them. But my hope is that the lesson will break through. So that's a huge why. And, you know, truthfully, I mean, it's sincere. I, I just, I want to help other people. You know, those other kids that were like me at 17 years old who weighed 135 pounds and were, you know, just nervous kids. Despite the beautiful upbringing I had, I just, I couldn't get out of my own head. And I think I, the message I'm trying to push is the message that I would have benefited from at that age. Yeah. And so all those reasons that, you know, they keep me going. And, and, um, you know, I get asked a lot, well, what are you gonna do after a million pushups? And I'm like, I don't know. First of all, I got to get there. I'm not there yet. You know, I still have a lot of pushups to do. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, it's like, I don't know, I'll figure it out then back to what you were saying earlier. It's like, as long as you keep going, doors open or things yeah. happen, or you, you learn something else. And so, well, I, I love that. I love that. It. So, uh, one final question here. And it's a technical question. We got the 10,000 push-up challenge coming up in February. You and I are going to collaborate on that in some way, shape, or form yet to be determined. Uh, we can do live Instagrams and do push-ups with your followers, my followers, uh, and get more and more people into this. Maybe we can figure out how to raise money for a charity. I don't know. We can figure out some way to to uh, to to get it together and, and really blow it out uh, February. So I'm really looking forward to that. But from someone that's done 800,000 push-ups, if someone was uh, considering doing the 10,000 push-ups, maybe they've seen a lot of people do 10,000 push-up challenge over the years and they thought they were going to maybe try it, maybe, and, and being in late November now, there's still time to, to do a lot in preparation for a February challenge. So I just wonder what your advice might be to someone who wanted to take that on. Maybe they took it on last year. Maybe they haven't been active since they finished it. I don't know. What's your What's your advice for someone that wants to do the 10,000 push-up challenge? Sure. I'd say two things. The first of which is for anyone wanting to or whether or not they have in the past, or let's at least to the people that have never done this and they think, oh, that, that sounds kind of fun, but I'm not sure I could do it. You can do it. You, just, you can do it. It is completely possible. Um, if anybody has ever done something before, you can do it too. So that's like an important thing, I think, from, from me to say. And the other one I, I would say people ask fairly regularly too, like, how do I get started doing this? And you just break it down. You start small. Do 10 push-ups this morning. 
and then do 10 at night. You know, that could be a, a, that could be more than somebody's able to do or less, whatever. Do it based on how you're feeling. Do a small amount in the morning and a small amount at night. That's what I did. And it's amazing the results you will see, whether that's physical or even just mental or whatever. There will be results from doing that. Even if it's just you're in the shower thinking, I'm kind of proud of myself. That is a result. You know, that's beneficial. So start small. Do 20 in the morning, 20 at night. Write them down. Before you know it, if you start today, you know, call it what? You got two months under your belt, two and a half months. That's a lot of push-ups. And suddenly, you know, February comes around. You're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Well, that's my, that's my advice. That's right. That's right. And then I would go back to, uh, to add your, your previous advice, uh, of how you did it, share it, like say, get a buddy. You guys, you want to do the 10,000 push-up challenge with me? So you got somebody to hold you accountable, start tracking now so that you can see that you're making progress and then build upon the momentum. It's just, you already said it. Right in the very beginning, I wrote it down because I thought it was, I thought it was spot on. But uh, yeah, well, it'll be fun to uh, to get that together, and um, we'll start that February first. But uh, Kevin, tell people how they can find you, follow you, support you. Uh, how do they do that? Yeah, well, thank you, thank you again for for all of this. I am on Instagram and TikTok in particular. My username for both of them is at one underscore million pushups. Um, so you can, you can visit me there. My website is acdanything.com. There's not much to do there right now. I've got some shirts that people could buy. Um, certainly don't need to, but that's, that's one route. Or you can email me, Kevin at acdanything.com. I mean, you mentioned find a buddy, um, message me, you know, you don't have, you don't even have to follow me. I'm not asking for followers. You can message me and say, this is what I'm working on yeah. and I'll respond to you. You know, it's me running all that. So yeah, love uh, it. I'd love to help anybody. All right, man. All right. Well, I know you're going to make it to a million. That's not even a question, but it's going to be fun to watch you get there. And uh, you say also that you want to get to a million followers. So how many do you have on TikTok? On uh, TikTok, it's like 60, I think just over 60,000 followers. 60,000 and like 20 something on, on Instagram. So yeah, you're almost at a, so I've got a long way. Yeah, you've I mean, got a long that, way. Totally. One thing that I want to say about that too is the followers is not so much the important piece. To me, it's, I'm a big challenge guy. So I'm like, okay, well, this could be kind of a fun little challenge to try to attempt. And the more it grows, great. Hopefully it can, I can inspire more people. Am I going to get to a million followers? I don't know. I mean, who knows? You'll get a lot closer. You'll get a lot closer having set the goal to be at a million than saying, I would like to have a lot of followers. Well, you have a lot of followers right now. Totally. That's exactly what I think as well. So if I end up with 26,000 followers, great. That's 26,000 people that, you know, I am grateful to have following the account. So. All right. Well, you'll have more after this. I I promise you. Um, All right, Kevin, thank you very much. And good luck on your way to a million. We'll be in touch for the 10,000 push-up challenge. And everybody that is listening to this and is planning on doing the 10,000 push-up challenge, you can look forward to doing some with Kevin. Uh, We'll do them on Instagram live. That'll be fun. All right, so uh, that's it for today, and we will see you next week with another awesome guest just like Kevin. All right, see ya.